This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Antwi. Shout out C Cruz, Vanessa. I see y'all in the live chat. Uh, let's do housekeeping and then just jump right into it. I personally feel like this episode didn't have a lot of like to it, but I also do think it was laying the foundation for Mama Karen to go buck wild, and I'm here for it. So, guys, support the show. Bottom of the screen shows you where you can support the show. Hit that thumbs up wherever you're watching, that would be helpful. And shout out to my Patreon subscribers. You guys know who you are. Um, the Sea Cruise is out there. The Vanessa's out there. Uh, Amanda's, Crystal's, all you guys. I, I truly appreciate you guys. And without you guys, these shows wouldn't exist. So uh, I'm excited to bring you a couple of exciting things this Friday. So look out for that. Hey, Michelle. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, risks and rewards. So the family's leaving South Carolina. Uh, they really learned a lot about their family and they really felt like it made them come closer. I absolutely agree with that. Um, they all acknowledge that dinner did not go well with Jaw, and Jaw feels like he made a mistake coming, coming on the trip, going to dinner with them, interacting with them. And what was interesting to me is something that we talked about last week. Even Winter kind of was like, regretful that she didn't stand up for herself or stand up for her man or contribute anything to the conversation, which she's known to do you guys, which I think is a little bit weird, but she's known to be that way. Um, but I think she's starting to acknowledge like, Hey, I should probably speak up a little bit more because I'm so happy that jaw was there to have this experience with me. Well, I talk about it all the time, you guys, you know, when two people come together and they're going to be in a serious relationship, it has to be two pillars that support each other. And you guys have to make your relationship about you first so that you have a unified front. And that's the part where I, I feel like River, not River, Winter is slacking a little bit, but I also see that she's acknowledging that she's slacking in that area. And, you know, because you guys, I love Mama Karen. I didn't have enough Mama Karen this episode, but I did notice, and I want to know if you guys noticed, her leaving South Carolina outfit where she had her cowboy boots on, her cowboy hat on. And she, I was like, her and Pedro should really get along because Pedro likes that whole cowboy look as well. 
So I smiled and giggled at that. Back in Atlanta, <clears throat> Pedro's back. Uh, New York was a hard trip for him because, you know, he fought with Alejandro. They put hands on each other. And then he found out all the stuff about his, his dad's side of the family. But he did have time to come back and get a new computer. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Pedro in real life is a huge gamer. And he's like been on, I want to call it like 90 day gaming teams. Like he's a big gamer. Nicole's a big gamer. They do like tournaments together and, and like, he's just big in that whole Twitch gamer community. So he bought a new computer with all the bells and whistles and Chantal's like, when did you, what, what, when did you have time to do this? And where did you spend this money? And why did you spend the money? And he tried to like, downgrade it like oh no it's just my same computer i just took it out of the casing and i moved it over here yeah right so um chantelle tells him about the trip and how jaw was there and jaw called mama karen a bottom feeder and winter wasn't defending herself or defending anyone and jaw's really changing who winter is all the things and then pedro um told her about calling Lydia. Now you guys, I have that theory about Lydia and I know that I'm right about it. So Pedro called his mom about meeting his cousin and the mom, you guys notice how evasive she was being on the phone. It was super weird. Like he's like, you know, I want to come to the DR. I want to meet my other brothers. And Lydia's like, well, that has nothing to do with me. And then he's like, yeah, but I want to ask you questions because you've never given me any answers. And she's like, well, you and Nicole are grown now, so I don't need to do anything. You can figure it out on your own. I was like, oh, so you knew. That tells me that you knew that your baby daddy was in a whole on relationship. So my theory, if you guys didn't hear it last time, is that Mama Lydia knew that she was a side chick. And hi, Angelica. Hey, girl. Hey. She knew she was the side chick. And that's why... She was like trying to keep it separate and apart and didn't want to tell anyone and don't want to talk about it because she didn't want to ruin her own reputation. But the simple fact that anytime, first of all, the dad only came over at night for booty calls. Anytime he came over for booty calls, she would sneak, sneak away the kids, right? So they can never talk to the dad. Okay. Then poof, in the morning, he's gone. If that's not a side chick, I don't know what is. And then for the simple fact that the the dad had the audacity to name the son the same name as his first son is it blows my mind. And I, I know that Lydia had to have known and that's why she was so, she's so mad about the Alejandro situation. She gets really irritated because she even said, I've been there. I've been used before. I've been heartbroken before all the things. And so she's feeling very, defensive about it especially for nicole because she doesn't want nicole to go down the path that she went down and that's my theory and i'm sticking to it so <clears throat> uh pedro wants to go and meet his brothers uh in the dr and the mom just doesn't want to talk about it and chantelle's like you know did your mom know that he had a whole other family and then pedro got super defensive. He doesn't think that his mom knew because, you know, that's going to make him look at her differently too. And that's going to be hard to accept as a grown person. And 
Pedro just thinks that, you know, Chantel's just being judgy and judging his mom and, you know, calling his mom basically like, you know, a slut. And he doesn't like that. And he doesn't want Chantel to be any part of it. He's like, I got this. I can handle it on my own. He's like, my mom didn't know that. It's just really hard for her to talk about. But Pedro, why? Why is it so hard for her to talk about? If you have a question about your father, shouldn't your mother be able to answer that question? Whether your dad was a um, involved dad or a dad that just was never around, shouldn't your mom be able to answer those questions? And the simple fact that she doesn't want to answer those questions, doesn't that make you question her? Right? It's weird. It's weird. She can say it was hard for her and all of this stuff, but it's only hard for her if she's going to have to admit something that she doesn't really want to admit to. And, you know, to admit that you were, you know, willingly a homewrecker, that, that would be hard. So we're back in the DR and Lydia and Nicole are completely still on different pages. Um, C. Cruz says, I find it hard to believe, though, she would name her son after somebody else that already has a name. It's crazy to believe. But C. Cruz, here's the thing. Think about it. If she accepted the fact that he was married, and maybe he always told her, like, hey, you know, I'm going to leave my family and leave my family. She believed him and she loved him. Then maybe she didn't know that his first son's ki- his first kid's name was Pedro. And maybe because she loved him so much. She allowed him to name her firstborn because she wanted it to be like a whole family thing. You hear what I'm saying? So I get what you're saying, but I also think too that Lydia loved that situation or else she would not have had a second baby with him and and stayed for as long as she stayed, right? So um, Geek Girl, hey girl, hey, says she wants to appear perfect. If she's a lawyer, it would be embarrassing professionally, absolutely. Or that she wouldn't be a good role model to her kids. Those are all facts. I I agree with that 100%. So Lydia and Nicole are still kind of passively, aggressively fighting um, because of Alejandro. And and Lydia's still mad that uh, Nicole left her during the heat of the pandemic and She's mad that Nicole won't break up with him. And she's mad that she thinks that, you know, he's a scumbag. He's a charlatan and she needs to let him go. And again, I go back to my theory. She just hates him so much because she knows that Alejandro is married. And then she finds out from Nicole that he was texting with another woman and is bringing back memories of her same situation. Like, I don't want my daughter to settle as a side chick. She's educated, she's beautiful, she's smart, all the things. I don't want to have to go through what I went through. And she's seeing those signs in Alejandro. So they're putting up the Christmas tree. um, And then Lydia brings up Pedro and the Alejandro New York City fight. And Nicole says, you know, they've never supported her relationship. And that Pedro is just a big gossiper. And she feels like between Lydia and Pedro, that they're bullying her and they're not allowing her to live her life the way she wants to live her life. And she's like, you know what? Let me just live my life. Let me learn my own life lessons. She thinks that Alejandro looks out for her, cares for her, all the things. And the mom's like, no, he's just a manipulator. 
and he's cheating with other women. Like if you're his girlfriend, why is he already talking to these other women? And he's still married. And she's like, you know what? If I'm going to run into a wall and that's my life lesson, then let me run into the wall. And the mom's like, well, you know, if that's the way you want to learn the hard way, then, you know, so be it. And then Lydia says that, you know, this is what I thought was funny because we're three seasons in y'all. We've seen the fights between all the families. But Lydia says in this episode that she doesn't get involved in other people's relationships. So let her have her own life lessons. I said, um, do you remember the first season when you and Chantel and Pedro and River got in that huge ass fight and fists were were flying, hair weaves were popping out of heads. Do you remember that? How was that not getting involved? And then going to the DR and calling each other all kinds of crazy names. Like I will never forget when Chantal got up and she called her a bitch ass slut ass whore and you will not talk to me this way and stormed out. I literally still remember it word for it because I was like, oh my God, the madness of it all. I love it. So I'm not sure who Nicole is talking to when she's now saying that she doesn't get involved in other people's relationships. I think there should have been a big wink, wink there. Like that is clearly not true. Um, But she, right? Classics. Those were classics classic lines so <clears throat> Lydia wants to live her her own li- excuse me Nicole wants to live her own life um and Lydia is like you know what I just think that he's the worst I think Alejandro's the worst and I think that you can do way way better um and then the other thing that made me laugh is that Nicole called Chantel a deranged crazy lunatic and she thinks that Alejandro being just toxic is way better than being a deranged crazy lunatic now I can see why you're saying that that Chantel is a crazy lunatic but you seem like a crazy lunatic too like you you two ladies go tit for tat like back and forth she says something crazy, you say something crazier. And then she says something super crazy, and then you say something crazier as well. So I don't know if, I don't know, what is it? The pot calling the kettle black? Like, I don't know if Nicole really can say, like, oh, Chantel's a lunatic because, you know what I'm saying? Um, so Nicole's a little sad that her mom, she feels like, her mom supports Pedro's relationship. And this was an interesting thing because we we talked a lot about it and they talked a lot about it in the first season where Pedro, you know, wanted to send money back home to Nicole and Lydia all the time. And then Nicole says in this episode that the only reason that Lydia is supporting the relationship is because she's getting money out of it and that she's taking advantage of the situation, meaning that Pedro is still sending money back to Lydia. And that's why Lydia stopped complaining about Chantel because she knows where the checks are coming. And hello, that's exactly what she's going to do because she does know where the checks are coming. Just like 
let me not even mention her name because I am in the family Chantal right now. But there are some people that know where the checks are coming and they try to run amok and then they stop running amok because you're going to run amok and then the check's going to start coming. So you don't bite the hand that feeds you or the horse. Yeah. Is that what it is? You don't bite the horse, the hand that feeds you. You all know that I'm terrible with sayings, but I know them all. I just only know bits and pieces of them. And I just have to say it's because I learned from an African family who was learning English by learning these phrases, but not quite knowing them. But I think it is, don't you don't bite the hand that feeds you. I think I got that one. So yeah, it's true. We think about it. I was like, yeah, you know what? We haven't seen Lydia complain about anything about Pedro and Chantel. And I think that Pedro and Chantel are so happy that the heat is off of them finally, that now they can stick their nose in everyone's business, which they're absolutely doing. Pedro is now in his sister's business. He's in his mama's business. And now he's even having time to find out about his own history. Meanwhile, Chantel is in everyone's business, everyone's business. And like River said, Chantel doesn't like change. And she she literally pushes against it for everything, everything. She don't like jaw. She, it seems like she's mad at Winter for being in love with someone that she doesn't like. She doesn't like, um, what's, what's Royal's wife's name? Angelica, I want to say. What's her name again, you guys? But she doesn't like River uh, or Royal's wife. And I know for a fact that she is definitely not going to like River's girlfriend. So she doesn't like anyone that's not really in her family. But it's interesting how hard she fought to get Pedro in the family. But she's one of the people that is like, just like the rest of the family. Like, you got to buckle down and go through some hoops to be accepted in that family for sure. So, um, Lydia talks about how she knows what it's like to have been cheated on, used, um, disrespected. And like I just said, she doesn't want her daughter to go through that. And that tells me, again, more receipts that she knew exactly what she was in and she didn't appreciate it. And whether she thought that her baby daddy was going to change or leave his first family or all the things, at the end of the day, she felt like he cheated on her. And she felt like he used her and she felt that he disrespected her. And we know that he didn't support her. He didn't, he was just left her on the side. And a lot of, and Jeanette, thank you. A lot of um, people have been telling me that it's commonplace in a lot of countries where men have like multiple families and it's just like a given. All right, then we go to River and River and Megan. Y'all. I, I okay. It's Tuesday. I'm gonna it's nice Tuesday. I'm just gonna be nice. But I have questions. So River has all the feelings for Megan, and he really does, you guys. He really is vibing with this girl. He really, really likes her. They've been talking every day for the past two months. And the t- today's the day that he's going to go and meet her close friends. 
And he says a funny saying that I was like, oh, he must have got that from Mama Karen because he's like, oh, it's raining cats and little chihuahuas on his way to Megan's house. I died of laughter. He's bringing a cake over and he's meeting Megan's friends, Brandy, Nicole, and Ashley. And okay, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm going to be a little bit petty. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Just a little bit petty. Okay. So I'm having a hard... River is 23. He's now 24. But filming this, he was 23. And Megan... And so Megan is 28. And I'm assuming that her friends are roughly around her age. Now, I personally thought that this group of women did not look like they were in their 20s. Now, I am a terrible age guesser. The era of YouTube makeup tutorials when someone is like 20 and they look like they're 30 and someone's like 50 and they look like they're 30. Like, I can't tell. But what I can tell in this little scenario is that these four women, to me, did not look like they were 28. Fresh face, 28. I don't know what was going on. They looked like I was watching. What I felt, and I'm, again, being a little bit petty, I felt like I was watching, like, the real Housewives of Atlanta. That's what I felt I was watching. Like, y'all are 28? What? You guys need to go and call Kenny and ask Kenny for his skincare routine because this is not about to age well. Okay, let me stop being petty. Let me stop being petty. Wosa. And so he brings a cake and he felt, he heard that it was Brandy and Nicole's birthday. So he brought a cake for them, which I thought was very, very thoughtful. Um, Ashley, right off the bat, has a joke saying she doesn't like cake. Or no, excuse me. She doesn't like icing. She just likes the cake. And River's like, oh, what? And she's like, ah, just joking. Now, the vibe I got, y'all, okay, before I even get into any of it, the vibe I got is that Ashley, Megan's friend, the one that was doing the most talking, really was trying to get with, with River. Like, if I was Megan, I would keep my good eye on my friend Ashley because Ashley A was talking too much. She was a little too flirty, in my opinion, and she was definitely too touchy. Like, don't touch my face. Don't touch my hair. Who the F are you? I'm just meeting you right now. And you're doing all of this in my face. And she's smiling a little too hard and just a little too close. Nah. Mm-mm. I've seen those type of friends before. And when they're a little too excited about your boo, it's because they like what they're seeing. And that's what I saw coming from Ashley. Like, Red flag, red flag, red flag. That friend right there is happy to be on TV and she will be happy to take your man. Anyhow, so Megan says that her friends are protective um, of her and her son because she doesn't really bring men around like that all the time. Wish you guys, if you follow my social media, I have been posting some receipts about Megan and her new man. And when I say that they reported me, and got that taken down, I was like, oh, so you guys don't want the truth to come out? 
Is that what's going on here? Then don't post your shit on social media so that journalists can find it. Okay? If you're going to say, hey, baby, let me smoke you out and be all lovey-dovey grinding and grinding on your dude while you're supposed to be dating a different dude, someone who covers the show is going to say, hey, look, this doesn't look right. Anyhow, back to the hair touching and face touching. So uh, apparently her friends are super, super protective of her because she allegedly, I'm going to use, doesn't bring a bunch of dudes home, um, doesn't date a bunch of different dudes, and sits down and all of a sudden Ashley's like touching River's face and moving his hair out of his face. And all I could say is we don't like that. Okay, it's 2021. Don't friggin' touch, keep your hands to yourself. Okay. And black, as a black woman who's experienced that and has had a little bit of trauma in school from that, don't friggin' do that. Don't make it a thing where you just think you can, oh, your hair's different. You touch, we don't like it. Just don't do it. It's it's passive aggressive and it's really, it makes everyone feel uncomfortable. You saw River's face, he was uncomfortable. He's like, I don't even know you. Can you imagine if it was different and if River was doing all, let me just get the hairs out of your face so I can see your eyes. Can you imagine if it was reversed? So let's all keep that in mind. Keep your hands to yourself, especially if you don't know the person. You know, we're in the age where you're supposed to ask for permission. Can I do this? Do you mind if I do this? Do you mind if I do this? Let's not Weinstein it out all here. Grow, you're supposed to be 28. You should know better. So do better. Thank you. So Ashley's touching all over River and there's like this weird, awkward silence. And Ashley's like, you know, I hear that you're a stay-at-home mama's boy. And Nicole says, are you ever going to leave the nest? Is it too early to be dating someone that's older than you? And the question I have, you're asking River about dating someone that's older. Maybe she should be asking Megan while she's a grown-ass woman with a full-on child who's supposed to be 28, wants to date a 23-year-old. Should you ask that question? Or could it be that she's clout chasing someone that she knows that's, you know, reality TV famous? And, like, if you want to come at River about not being responsible. He's friggin' 23. He could still be living at home. He's 23 years old, barely out of school. Megan is 28 and has a full-on kid. Why, why are you dating a 23-year-old? Now, I personally think age is just a number, but I'm just saying you, you can't have it one way. You can't be like all judgy-judgy to one person and not judgy-judgy to the other person who's doing the same thing. It's very bizarre. Then Ashley's like, she reaches to touch River a second time and River says, please don't touch my face again. And she got all like, oh, yeah, keep your hands to your damn self. And so she asked him, like, what experience do you have in relationships? And are you willing to, like, move out of your parents' house soon? And also, are you ready to be a stepdad? Because she's not looking for another kid. Now, are any of these questions about River... Like, hey, River, tell us about yourself. You know, what do you enjoy doing? You know, we know you're super young. Like, what? Or, what's your five-year plan? 
And how did you guys meet? Like actually make it a conversation and not a crazy interrogation, which some of these things are not even your business, which I'll give Megan credit for. So when Megan said, hey, this is not something that you guys need to talk about because is it you or is it me that's in this relationship? Him and I already had this conversation and I told him that he doesn't have to worry about the stepdad thing because especially they hadn't even kissed at this point yet, according to them. So they didn't have the conversation because she doesn't see it as a serious relationship yet. So why are Brandy, Nicole, and Ashley making it their business? Oh, they're making it their business because, oh, you guys don't have a life and you just want to interfere in your friend's life and maybe wreck the fact that it's a little bit more exciting than what you're going through. Right? Because I personally thought it was super rude of them to be like, oh, you're a mama's boy and you live at home. And are you ready to be a stepdad? Because she's not looking to raise another kid. Well, why is she trying to date a 23-year-old then? Okay. Hey, Stevie. Hey. Really? Exactly. Sea Cruise. River, run. Get out. Run. Thank you, Vanessa. Vanessa said, I have a 20-year-old daughter and these ladies are 38. See, that I can believe. That I can believe. I could believe that they were 38. The 28 part, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm just having a super hard time believing it. I'm having a super hard time believing it. Like, Y'all are not even supposed to be 30. Really? Really, though? Really? Okay. So, um, River is wises up when it's like cake time. He's like, you know what? I already drove two hours here. I should hit the road because I've got two hours to get back home. And I was like, that was the smartest thing he ever did. Like, don't be, don't spend your whole night being interrogated by Betty one and Betty two and three. Like, no, thank you. So we see them have their first kiss. River, in his words, got lost in the sauce. And he's like so elated. She has soft lips and she's so this and she's so that. Like River, River is you know, love struck. And I feel for River, you guys, because, you know, this would be his real first serious relationship. And I just hope that he's not being taken for a ride because I just think that he is. And I feel bad for him because he's really like feeling this girl. And so River and her are talking and River's a little bit worried for her to meet his family. And I was like, you need to bring Megan to Mama Karen and Chantel, because let them do what they're good at. I need Mama Karen to ask the questions. I need a Mama Karen to be there right beside you and put Becky one, two, and three in their place. Okay? So go ahead and bring her home immediately, if not sooner, so that you don't waste your time and get your little heart broken, River, because that's I see that happening. Okay? That is about to happen because you're all sprung. Hard eye, hard eye emoji. And Megan's thinking about how this show is going to help her music career. And I feel bad saying it, but that's exactly what's going on, in my opinion. Okay. Now, 
if Mama Karen was there, Mama Karen would put a stop to this immediately because she's going to ask the right questions. She's going to say, where did you guys meet? What are your intentions with my son? Oh, you have a son? So you guys are like two hours apart. How is that going to work? Do you know that River is very close to his family and we're very involved in all of her children's lives and are very close? Are you going to be okay with that? Like she's going to ask the right question. And she's going to put some Karenisms on it. And I need to be there and see that immediately. Stevie says there are some hard 28-year-olds. Are there? Stevie, did you believe those four women were 28 years old? Did you really believe it? Because if you believed it, uh, uh, I will give it the benefit of the doubt. But I'm telling you, there's no way. There's no way that those four ladies were 28. No way. No way. Um, so I can't wait for Megan to meet the family Chantel. I think it's going to be important. Then we go to New York City and Alejandro. I thought this was kind of cute. Alejandro is going to his auntie Alejandra's house to talk about his relationship. Now, this fool is like so addicted to cologne, you guys. You notice every time he goes anywhere, he puts a little squirt here, squirt here. And at first I was like, like, does he have a stinky problem and that's why he's always like squirting it up? Or does he just really love cologne? But then I remembered that he owns a cologne shop. And so I think him squirting is him like keeping in our mind that, you know, he's got a business that he runs. Um, so he goes to Auntie Alejandro's house and he is telling her all about the fights that's happening with Nicole and about the texting, and he really downplayed what he did. He was like, this girl kept texting me and texting me and texting me, talking about going to Dallas and going to Dallas, going to Dallas, and she just kept texting me. So finally I was like, oh, you should just come to New York City. And I was like, that is not what happened, Alejandro. You are one big fat liar. You are downplaying that situation. And then he's like, and then that girl sent the screenshot to Nicole, and Nicole overreacted and got mad. Nuffle, you were texting with another girl and you were like inviting her to come see you meanwhile you're still married and you have a girlfriend in the dominican republic so let's stop playing um so he thinks that nicole's overreacting from that but he really thinks that the problem is her family he thinks her family are crazy and he called them the adams family which gave me a little chuckle because that's ridiculous um C. Cruz said, I thought he was a manager at a phone shop. So for the show, he's a manager at a phone shop, but he is in school. Like the part where he said he's getting his um, software engineer degree, that's true. But he also has a business and he has like a, a cologne business. If you go to social media, you'll see all his stuff. Um, so yeah. Um, so he calls them the Adams family and after saying all the complaining he's he's doing about Nicole, Auntie Alejandra thinks that there's too many problems and you need to nip the problems in the butt. And she thinks Nicole's too immature for him and that he needs to just have a quiet relationship. Now, we found out something. At least I didn't know this. And if y'all knew it, let me know in the comments uh, on the replay. Let me know in the live chat. But I didn't know that he was an orphan. So when she said that he needs a quiet relationship because he doesn't have a mother or father, I was like, did we learn that about him? Did we learn that he doesn't have a mom or a dad? And now I'm wondering, 
did they pass away or was he like adopted? Like what's his story? Like why why do I not know that? Anyone know? I feel like I should that's something I should know. And I was like, oh, why am I just hearing this? I usually know all the tea. So I don't like to be shocked. I was shocked. I was like, what? No mother and father? Let's rewind. I need a backstory on this dude. Dude. Like what? He came out of nowhere. We knew he was from the Dominican Republic and he moved to New York City. We knew he got married to stay in New York City. And I guess that's all I know about him. Like, I know he's in school and all the things I just said, but I didn't know that he was like an orphan and I need to know more about it. And and I'm surprised that I didn't know that. Anyways, seems like you guys didn't know either. So that kind of shocked me. And so Auntie Alejandra wants him to just not have drama and just have a quiet relationship. And Alejandra's like, you know what? I love Nicole. I want to be with Nicole. I see a future with Nicole, but I just never want to see her family again. And he's like, you know, I want, I've been calling her, but she's not taking my calls. And I want to explain my side of the story. And I just need her to know that I don't want to ever see her family because her family is crazy and they're toxic. And I was like, hmm. Her family's not going anywhere anytime soon. Just like how uh, the family Chantel is not, they're not, it's a package deal. Nicole's mom is not going anywhere. Pedro is not going anywhere. So I think it's going to be hard for you to say that you never want to interact with them or ever see them again and be with Nicole long-term. It's just not, it's not feasible. Then we finally get a glimpse of Mama Karen and Chantel. I swear these two are, are, are freaking frack. Chantel is going to be Karen in 20 years, you guys. They are so, they are the same personality. Chantel's just a younger version of her mom. So they're at the Christmas store and they're ornament shopping and they think they're being slick because they are planning a holiday party and they're not calling it a Christmas party. They're going to call it a holiday party so that they can, and they say all are welcome so that John Winter can come and like be invited and I know you know dang well that you're gonna have the whole house all Christmas themed and you are trying to act like you're doing something over here I died of laughter I was like oh Karen and Chantel and then they saw this little elf ornament and Karen made me laugh because she's like oh those elves remind me of Pedro like just the little elves and Chantel got her feelings all hurt. She's like, well, which one are you talking? She's like, both of them. <laughs> you call it Pedro like a little elf with little elf ears? Oh my God, I died. I died. I love Karen. I love her. I don't know where she comes up with things, but I just, I love her. Um, then Chantel tells her mom about Pedro looking for her dad or looking for his dad and how his mom hasn't told him anything. And then about the little fight that they had where she asked, did the mom know that, you know, the dad had a whole other family. Now, when I say that Karen didn't have to say much, okay. She didn't have to say much, but when they did this to camera and she's like, you know, it's not really my business. And she's like, you know, she does that look and she looks away and she's like, but if, and she just like pauses, if 
Lydia knew that there was a whole, had a whole first baby and then had a second whole baby knowing that there was a whole other family. I was like, Karen, stop acting like you're so shocked and appalled. You know exactly what you're trying to say. I died of laughter there too. I love Karen. I think she's hilarious. Um, she's like, you know what? It's not really our business, which I was surprised that Mama Karen said. And she's like, all you can do is take a step back and just support Pedro. And whatever Pedro wants to do, let him do it. And just support him from afar, but don't get involved in it. I was like, I cannot believe Mama Karen is telling someone not to get involved in something. These are definitely end days. <laughs> so then we go back to uh, Alejandro and Nicole. Alejandro wants to make up with Nicole. So he FaceTimes her. He's at his phone shop. And she's like, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. And he's like, yeah, I know I messed up, uh, but you, but you know, I want to talk to you and want to give you my side of the story. And she's like, you need to stop responding to women in DMs because you're making me look ridiculous and you're embarrassing me and it's just not a good look. And he's like, you know, I admit that I made a mistake and I admit this and I apologize. And he's like, I even apologize for one sentence. So now he's trying to mansplain to her why he responded and invited another girl to come visit him and saying, oh, but it was only like one small sentence. I don't give a rat's ass if it was one small sentence or a whole paragraph. That is not the point. The point is that you were being shady when you supposedly have a girlfriend. So Nicole doesn't care if it was one sentence or if it was 10 sentences. She's telling you not to do it because it makes her look bad and it just embarrasses her. And guess what? It embarrasses you because you get caught. But he and then says he apologized by sending flowers and chocolate. And she was like, you can't buy my love. You can't buy my apologies. You can't buy your way in. So I tell you that that's not Nicole's love language. I talked about love language yesterday. Had he been dating Evelyn, it would have been a different story. But that's not Nicole's love language. Nicole is not about just buy me this and buy me that. Oh, my God, I'm being so petty today. Okay, so she also says, what if it was me? Like, what if I was, like, responding to every dude that slid into my DMs? And do you know that he had the audacity to say that she would be wrecking her reputation because people would think that she was a prostitute? Have you lost your friggin' mind, Alejandro? So... The saying, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Is that the saying? You know what I mean? You can't tell me that you're going to run amok and do all that you want to do. And then if she does it, she's a slut. Stop it. Just let's stop that right now, okay? Because you sound ridiculous. Um. So then they have a little fight about uh, Pedro. And he calls Pedro insignificant in his life. Um, he's just another dishwasher here in the U.S. And he's like, tries to make himself feel better. He's like, I have one more semester till I graduate and I get, I'm going to be a software engineer. So your mom and Pedro are both just BS. Wow. 
Now, here's the part that surprised me the most, you guys. The part that surprised me is that Nicole apologized. Apologized. She apologized for Pedro's behavior. Your boyfriend just said that your brother and mom were BS. Your boyfriend just said that they were insignificant. Insignificant. And your boyfriend just called tried to like degrade your brother by saying he wasn't educated. Are you, and you're going to apologize to him. It's very confusing to me. It's very confusing. If anyone should be apologizing, it's Alejandro. Cause what he's doing right here is saying, guess what? Your family ain't shit. And by extension, you ain't shit, but I'm the best. And you know, who wants to do like that? No, thank you. No, thank you. So that was the show, you guys. Um, what are y'all saying in the live chat? Stevie says he's as fake as that beard. Let me not even start talking about that painted on beard. He does a good job at it, though, you guys. Like he gets the the angles all straight. So I can't be mad at him. All right, you guys. Great show. Thank you for being here. And I will see you guys very shortly. Bye for now.